Hello, my rebels. What an interesting weekend. We had our team out in force in Ottawa. In fact, we had the largest um, squad of reporters of any company in Canada covering the freedom gathering of the motorcyclists and the veterans in Ottawa. So we'll have uh, coverage of that, including an amazing video that our friend David Menzies captured. So uh, I really want you to see it. It's, it's quite something. This lady protester that David found, he just I'm not going to describe it to you, but I can I invite you, if you don't have it already, to get the video version of this podcast, just go to rebelnewsplus.com. That's what we call the video version, so Rebel News Plus. It's eight bucks a month, but you get so much for that. You get my show every day, and we have four other weekly shows here. So there's a lot of stuff for eight bucks a month, and you just need to, you can hear most of it, but you just got to see it. And this one today is so funny. This one video is worth it alone. So please go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. All right, here's today's show. Tonight, riots in Montreal, but police crackdown on peaceful freedom protesters in Ottawa. It's May 2nd, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Hey, take a look at this highly organized riot. Look at the uniforms, the special attire and weapons of the rioters. This was from Montreal over the weekend. That tactic is called the black block. It's not just a name. It's they dress in black so they can't be identified. They are interchangeable to make it hard for police to spot them. Uh, you have a photo of them, a surveillance photo. What good does it do you? You have 10 people there. Who do you charge? You can't identify them in a lineup. Highly orchestrated, highly organized, highly violent. You don't simply stumble into that kind of activity. These are professional rioters. Uh, there was no emergency act deployed. There were no riot police deployed. Justin Trudeau did not have a press conference where he asked whether or not we should even tolerate these people. That's just Trudeau's team. So why would he get upset? Why would the media get upset? They didn't. Meanwhile, in Ottawa, there was a peaceful gathering of motorcyclists and veterans. <laughs> no charges there, no violence there, but Here's how the Ottawa police were ginning up fear and hate from the very beginning. They had a picture of motorcyclists. And as you know, people who drive motorcycles often wear leather jackets, uh, knee pads, gloves in case they fall. That way their body isn't torn up by the road, but their protective gear is. They wear leather chaps if they're old school or they wear other protection. But here's what the Ottawa police said 
about motorcyclists wearing motorcycle wear. They said, we are seeing freedom supporters wearing protective gear. We are reminding everyone to remain lawful, respectful, and follow police direction. Okay, you're wearing protective gear. That's an implication that it's like somehow body armor or something for a battle against police. It's a smear. It's spin. I would like to take this opportunity to remind the Ottawa police to stay lawful and respectful. And you know what? I don't think it's up to the police to give direction on politics and peaceful protesters at all. The Ottawa police is out of control. Uh, but, of course, this did not offend the usual types who are offended by police. It's been a bit of an inversion. The same people who are against carding and heavy-handed police brutality in the best of times, well, in these worst of times, they lust for it. Here's how CTV, really a charter member of the media party, uh, described the peaceful protests in Ottawa. They didn't have much to say about the end of a rioters, but here's what they said about Ottawa. They said... Current view, it's been a full hour of speakers, lots of freedom chants heard around this morning. Again, the decision to get or not get vaccinated is a choice. Most masking and other COVID restrictions have been lifted or eased. Rolling Thunder, Ottawa. Did you catch that? Freedom. <laughs> choice. I like that part. Is it a choice? If you're told you'll be fired if you don't get the jab, as millions of Canadians were told. Right now, to this day, you can't get on an airplane or a train if you're unvaxxed. In Quebec, they actually still have the masking rule. That's CTV showing their cards there. My only question is, is that their natural stance because they despise populace and they love government control? Or were they one of these paid influencers getting the tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars sloshed around by Justin Trudeau. That was CTV. Here's David Aiken with his comments. He says in a tweet, Side by side, just now in my Twitter feed, there are freedom fighters, and then there are, well, guy who insists on riding his bike around Parliament Hill, and it's Vladimir Zelensky, and, of course, the man on the street being carted by police. Um, I think that's David Aiken's way of saying, if you are not the most important thing in the world, which David Aiken decides is a country far away called Ukraine, you have no right to petition your democratic government. And you're no freedom fighter um, if you want to fly unvaxxed, if you want your civil liberties in Canada. Don't complain about civil liberties in Canada. It could be worse in Ukraine, I think, is the argument. Ukraine is not particularly a place with strong civil liberties. I don't really know what David Aiken means by that. I think he's saying is, why don't you talk about what I care about, which is Ukraine, instead of what you care about, which is your civil liberties here in Canada. Have you ever seen David Aiken or any of these other reporters tell any other protester in the world, how dare you protest for global warming or for whatever the cause of the day is, while a country around the world has a crisis. How dare you campaign for global warming here in Canada while in China they're putting Uyghur Muslims in a concentration camp? How dare you campaign for Black Lives Matter in Canada? By the way, we never had uh, slavery or the Civil War over slavery like they did in America. We were the destination of the Underground Railroad. How dare you have an American-directed Black Lives Matter protest here when... 
people are starving in Africa. It makes no sense. It's a logical non sequitur. I've never seen it applied by these journalists except for to conservatives who are protesting for the first time in memory. Here's another reporter from CTV who was at the war memorial and was quite dismissive. She said, some kind of priest is speaking on the steps of the war memorial now. He called on God to turn the hearts of abusers who propagate dishonest media, such as the CBC. Then he said to bless the efforts of independent journalists like Rebel News and True North Center. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm glad he did. Thank you for that. We can use all the help we can get. It is true that CBC is a major source of disinformation. Um, and I'm glad that that priest or whoever uh, CTV was calling some priest said so. I mean, I'm not just referring to their kooky conspiracy theories like the Vladimir Putin organized the truckers, but so many of the reports about the arson hoax or the violence hoax, all the hoaxes that were used as a pretext for bringing the Emergencies Act, they were all published by the CBC. So I think that priest or whoever uh, the CTV is mocking is actually right. The CBC does need help. Um, now, everywhere these journalists go these days, they are confronted by people who are unhappy with the authoritarian path wrong, whether it's government censorship or lockdownism. And the media are regarded as the enemy, at least by populist conservatives who are concerned about freedom. And that's because in the past, uh, reporters used to care about freedom too. But now they've all chosen to go for the government, the security of the government bailout. So they've sold their freedom for a government paycheck, and, and people notice that. So there is this criticism of government journalists, and I would call CTV a government journalist even though they're not owned like the CBC is because they get so many grants and regulatory favors from the state. So all these journalists are reacting to being scoffed at or criticized by the public, and they only mock. I wonder if they ever engage in some sort of self-reflection in their own role in things, or if they actually pretend that they're beloved um, as they perhaps once were. It's not just reporters. I mean, look at this crazy, look at a couple of these crazy cartoons. These were both published in the Hamilton Spectator, which is owned by the Toronto Star, uh, the largest newspaper in the country. I mean, here's a crazy one that was... Uh, published in advance of the motorcyclist coming to town. And you can see a, a cop stopping a motorcyclist uh, because the terror is he might bring a hot tub to town. Well, better bring in martial law for that. The same, <laughs> I mean, that's just a dumb cartoon, but look at this other cartoon earlier from the same artist who has an image of Vladimir Putin on the left there, Donald Trump in the middle, and that flag on the right, is for the Confederate States of America. That was the South in the U.S. Civil War. Now, I don't know what any of these foreign actors have to do with Canadian truckers. We, there has been no evidence that there's been foreign involvement. The vast majority of donations, contrary to CBC propaganda, for the truckers were Canadian. That's what the GoFundMe uh, uh, executives told Parliament. It is a bizarre conspiracy theory to blame foreign agitators for a genuine, organic, authentic Canadian political opposition. Um, it's just bizarre. And you can have a conspiracy theory, obviously, in the form of a cartoon. Can we get a fact check on that, please? Anyway, so I've shown you the media reaction. 
scoffing, saying, how dare you protest when Ukraine is in a war? How dare you say that the CBC isn't as good at Rebel News or as trustworthy? How dare you claim that these are authentic voices? Like the media is clearly at war, but there are counter-protesters on the street too, which makes sense. It's a government town. A lot of people, especially in the downtown of Ottawa, are bureaucrats or political staff. And uh, they were there in small numbers to counteract the uh, motorcyclists who were there for freedom, but they didn't really know what to say. They really didn't know what to stand for. Let me show you. Um, here's a tweet from Riza Patel of the Toronto Star. She used to be with the CBC, I think. She says, in more creative things I have seen today, these counter-protesters are responding to this Rebel News reporter's questions with squeaky dog toys. Take a look at the video. You know, um, if the shoe was on the other foot, if there were white uh, conservatives mocking and, you know, insulting a reporter of color on the left, oh, it would... It would be endless charges of racism. But you see, racism is only what you say against conservative. It's never what you say against leftists. That uh, reporter that uh, Reza Patel, the star, is talking about is our head of video. He's not just a reporter. He's our boss of all the video on our site. His name is Efron Monsanto. And here's how it looked from his camera's point of view. Uh, Efron tweeted it himself. Getting the other side for our Rebel News viewers from the counter-protesters against the pro-freedom veterans rally. They say other countries are preventing the unvaccinated from flying, not just Canada, misinformed or malicious. Watch yourself. So just stop right there. So Efron is saying he deliberately asked the other side for their point of view, which is something the CBC, CTV, Global Mail, Toronto Star rarely do. So Efron was showing that even though he's got a strong point of view, He's happy to hear what the counter protesters have to say. Um, and when they said that when they disputed Efron's point that Canada is the worst in the world with punishing the unvaxxed, they had no response to him other than breaking up the squeaky toys. What exactly does the pigs represent there? Do you feel like it's still justified to prevent unvaccinated people from flying on federal uh, flights right now? There's other governments doing it. There's no other governments doing it right now in the world. There's no other government preventing unvaccinated people from flying. It's only Canada that's preventing the unvaccinated from flying in the country. No other country is doing that. Do you promote that, that segregation policy? Thank you. <laughs> Um, so Efron asks, are they malicious or misinformed? I'm going to go with both. I think that's accurate. But there was some actual violence at the Ottawa Freedom Demonstration. As you know, there was no violence, no charges, no firearms, no fisticuffs, nothing during the whole trucker uh, protest. Um, there were uh, There was violence over the weekend, but it was... Ottawa leftists pelting eggs from their apartment uh, balconies down at 
the Rolling Thunder protesters protesting against government powers gained through COVID restrictions. Um, it's, you know, you could, this is from our friend Marie Oaks of the Westphalian Times. There were police everywhere. They saw these protesters being pelted with eggs. I ask again if the shoe was on the other foot. If it was a Black Lives Matter rally and you had people from balconies and apartments throwing eggs down, do you think the police would just smile and laugh it off? I, I, this happened in Toronto, too. I was on a uh, march uh, covering it about a year and a half ago in Toronto. People were throwing things down. Very dangerous to throw something from high heights like that. Police didn't care. They couldn't care less. Uh, so there was that violence of objects being thrown down from balconies, but there also was an act of vandalism of a place of worship, a church that was vandalized. Here's what Sheila said about it. Um, you can see uh, the pictures of the uh, graffiti that says fascist. And on the inside of the church, Salman Sima, who's a refugee from Iran, by the way, who's very active at these protests for freedom, says the church is full of freedom-loving people who pray for truckers, bikers, veterans, and freedom. This is the second room, which is full also. Many are outside. For being messenger of and freedom, you don't need to follow any specific religion. Every good person is welcome in the freedom movement. And he says that he's coming from Iran. So you have a place of worship that is vandalized and attacked. If the uh, defacers of that church were instead of being leftists defacing a freedom-oriented church, if they were right-wingers defacing a left-wing church, which is unthinkable. It's unthinkable. I've never in my life heard of a conservative person defacing a church. It's unthinkable. Do you think the media and the police would ignore it? Or let's say if it were a mosque that were vandalized, do you doubt that Justin Trudeau would be holding a press conference and you would have every MP calling for a hate crimes investigation? My point is that the freedom movement in Canada isn't just up against authoritarian laws by the government. It's up against a police force that is no longer independent, but rather acts as brown shirts for the government. I'm sorry, how else can you explain it when church vandalism and being pelted by eggs are ignored and instead peaceful protesters and the truckers are arrested? Some are still being held in jail right now, if you can believe it, from February. Bank accounts seized, emergency act, riot police deployed, our reporters shot in the leg. Versus that rioting in Montreal, actual rioting and smashing. I don't think you can say our police forces are dispassionate, objective, balanced, and fair. Anyway, I just don't think you can say that. I mean, I know there are some good cops still out there, but the police forces themselves are now partisan squads. They just are. The media, I mean, you know this already, but it's quite something to see them tut-tut a protest in a way I've never seen before. Have you ever seen what David Aiken said there before? Have you ever seen a journalist say, I'm going to deride this protest, not on its own terms. I'm not going to dispute what's happening here. I'm not going to answer it. I'm just going to say, how dare you complain when somewhere around the world there's a worse problem? I've never seen that before. Have you? I think that we're in a dangerous place, and that's why I'm hopeful that the Conservative Party is having a leadership race. The first victory the truckers had was getting rid of Aaron O'Toole. And if that leads to other dominoes falling and a strong, freedom-oriented leader takes the helm 
of the Conservative Party of Canada, maybe, just maybe, we'll finally have one institution in Canada that pushes back against this. Because for the past two years, there has been not a single institution fighting for freedom. Stay with us. After the break, we'll talk to our top mission specialist who is on the scene, our friend David Menzies. That's next. Well, look who's next to me, David Menzies. He led our coverage in Ottawa. We had a huge team down there. We're going to get to David in about a second, but I just can't wait. I want to show you a video that uh, David and Isabel filmed. It's about two minutes long. You really have to watch every second of it, and it really starts to get good about 20 seconds before <laughs> the end. I have watched this video three or four times. Um, I just checked um, a moment ago. It had about three quarters of a million views in like a day and a half. <laughs> Uh, you'll see why. Take a look. If, if you're going to protest something as nebulous as freedom, then you can't encroach on others. I'm not sure I understand. Is nebulous as freedom? Um... The concept of a nebulous freedom. They don't have a specific title, a specific reason for being here. They're all over the place, and all they're doing is suppressing Ottawa residents, Ottawa businesses. We are being harassed and held hostage for their supposed encroachments on freedom. What does a single fucking white man have to say to anybody about a bodily autonomy freedoms? I'm not sure what race has to do with it. I didn't say anything about race. You said a white man. Single white man, sure, race. Okay, so I mean, what does race have to do with it when I look at people that are gathering here today and right across the uh, multi-diverse spectrum? No more comments. Oh, okay then. Well, by the way, when it says convoy go home, didn't the convoy go home in February? They called it a convoy? It's a convoy. You mean the um, this gathering here? Is that a convoy? Please go away. Okay, then. No more comments. All right. But no more comments. It just seems to no be... More comments. Okay. No more comments. You can't articulate... No more comments. Wow. No more comments. Have I triggered you? No more comments. No more comments. No more comments. No more comments. It's like interviewing a no coke machine comments. and your soda doesn't come no out. No more comments. <laughs> she just... No more comments. It's... No more comments. It's like a... No more no more comments! No more comments! Somebody is going to walk away! No more comments! Back away! No more comments! 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 That's just unbelievable. I don't know what happened there at the end. It's like a record skipping or or just some computer loop, like a, like some error loop or something. That was unusual. I, I don't want to cast aspersions on people of a Wiccan background because I don't need an HR complaint or a human rights complaint. But I think... I think she's wearing a witch's hat. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it, Ezra. In fact, one of the funniest comments I saw 
uh, in the Twitter feed was somebody going, oh, come on, guys, cut her some slack. You'd be aggravated, too, if a house had just fallen on your sister, right? So, I mean, I love our viewers, the the, the witticisms that have come out from that. But it, it was bizarre because, Ezra, if you are on a street corner opposite yeah. of a uh, a celebration, a gathering, because I know the Rolling Thunder, they don't like to put the word protest in right. their event. Right. Um, and you have a sign and you have an amplification device right. uh, with music right. and you're dancing and right. you're dressed up like like Halloween. Yeah. I assume you want media people to come and ask you what you're doing. And then once we got into the gooey subject of race, that began the malfunction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is she's not a private person just walking by the street. If she was, we wouldn't have any uh, reason to engage with her. But she went there as a counter-protester with a public sign, and she actually didn't stop talking to you. In fact, as you noticed, she just wouldn't wouldn't cork it, in fact. she It was very strange, and I'm not really making fun of her appearance. I mean, choosing a hat is not a personal attribute. It's just a choice. I think it really was a Halloween-style costume. What I've known over the last two years is that protesters for freedom, protesters against forced vaccines, protesters against lockdowns. If you say to them, what do you stand for? Get ready for half an hour's worth of detail, references to websites and experts. Like they'll, they'll talk your ear off because they really want to tell you what they're upset. This lady couldn't answer the most basic questions you had and, and then went into this childish defensive mechanism. I don't even know what she was trying to do if she was just trying to drown you out or if it was just words that felt good, so she kept repeating them while she thought it's something smarter to say. And I know it's just one little anecdote, and you can't extrapolate from it, but I think it shows the difference between freedom protesters, who I think have really thought through why yeah. they're there, versus this lady who I, I I think was just out for a hoot and to wear her Halloween costume again. You know, you're 100% right, Ezra. I mean, if I, I don't think I've ever taken part in demonstrations. I've covered hundreds of them, I would say. But... If I was going to demonstrate on a street corner and bring a sign and what have you, I would do a little research and rehearsal before going, you know, the day before. Uh, what if somebody asked me a question about this? Mm -hmm. What if they say, challenge me on on my what my sign says? I would come armed. I'd have a lot of arrows in my quiver to say, oh, no, no, that's not right. Here's why you're wrong and I'm right. But she just starts drowning me out. I I'm telling you. And what lungs on that woman? I mean, if I'm the manager of the Canadian Opera Company, yeah. I, she was, that was her yelling at full blast. I, I could maybe do that for three or four yells and then I'm uh, croaking. Yeah. But she went on and far beyond where the video ends, Ed. Right? Oh, really? Oh, yes. You know what? We're having some fun just because it was such a quirky video. But there was actually some serious things. I mean, I showed a, a moment ago that there were eggs pelting people. There was a church that was defaced. Yeah. I should say that none of these things happened during the trucker protest. No. There was not a single charge, let alone conviction mm -hmm. of anyone for violence. No firearms of any sort were found. The lockdown or the blockage of the city streets was done by police. Yep. Um, here you have counter-protesters throwing eggs. And an egg's probably not going to kill you, but that's, you know, throwing, you try throwing an egg at, at a cop and see if you oh. get away with it. Yeah. So they were throwing eggs, they were vandalizing a church, and um, no emergencies act there, no riot police there, no media, uh, you know, calling out fascists there. Um, it just shows 
none of this is about actual law and order. Mm -hmm. None of it is about violent versus peaceful protests. It is 100% about Black Lives Matter protests are fine. Yep. I don't know more protests are fine. Antifa protests are fine. Yep. But you conservatives, you get out of the protest game. That's our turf. You know, I think it's even worse than you're uh, depicting it, Ezra. I liken it to the movie of almost 20 years ago, uh, Minority Report with Tom Cruise, where it's a dystopian future where the police have um, a pre-crimes unit. They get their intelligence from psychics mm -hmm. and they think, you know what, sir, we th we have really good psychic intelligence that we think you're going to kill your wife. You're charged with first degree murder. Uh, you're convicted and you're put away for life. Uh, the only flaw, of course, is that the intelligence is not 100% accurate. I am saying that if you own a motorcycle and it is insured and you have a driver's license, there is no valid reason to prevent you from uh, going down in your motorcycle, circling the war memorial, laying a wreath. Let's be honest, law enforcement knew that was the case. The bureaucrats know it's the case. Justin Trudeau knows that it's the case. This was not going to be um, a um, convoy 2.0. There weren't going to be people lining up their motorcycles. And I might add, Ezra, a lot of people might, might not know this, but Wellington Avenue, um, for I would say a kilometer and a half where Parliament Hill is, is still closed with concrete barriers. And that's the police, obviously. It's not protesters. Oh, it, it's Ottawa City Council. Yeah. Oh, City Council. It, it is closed at least until the end of the year, and it might be closed forever. That's what they're debating. Uh, but based on this one protest that ideologically Justin Trudeau disagreed with, it was grotesque at the capital city um, uh, bikers church because what they did there, Ezra, like they did in downtown Ottawa, was that for a few blocks all around the church, they put up signs, the police. It said special event. I guess the special event was curtailing your rights and freedoms. No stopping. They had cops there ready to ticket and tow anyone that dared to stop. And what it was all about, Ezra, was pettiness. It was making people park half a kilometer away and walking to the church, you know, finding the first legal spot. And that church had on its, you know, at the front of the church in big graffiti letters, um, uh, this is no haven for fascism or words to that effect. Mm. You know what? I saw beautiful, lovely people taking part in a wonderful service by the pastor, uh, Rob McKee. I didn't see any hate. It was all about love. Ironically, in a perverse way, Ezra, the only sign of fascism was by the people that desecrated this church with yeah. their spray guns and dropped thumbtacks all over, hoping to flatten the tires of people coming to the service. Yeah, I mean, it, there is a professional protest class in this country, and there's also a professional riot class in this country. We saw Black Bloc rioters smashing buildings in Montreal. Yep. And Black Bloc is a, is a look, it's a style, it's a tactic, yep. dressed from head to toe in black, so you have no identifiable marks, so you're not wearing clothing that can be identified. You're not showing your face. So the black block is a police foiling tactic. Cover your face. They love the masks for that reason. Yep. And these are organized riders, smashers, highly trained and financed. Um, I'm not saying that the Emergencies Act should be invoked to go after them. But how about just some regular coppers? How about take some cops off the mask beat? They still are forced to wear masks in Quebec. You know, I think that... Um, the, what's the most troubling to me is the absolute complicity of the media. Yeah, oh, yes. I was watching the media cover Ottawa 
and uh, and they were either mocking anyone who said free dumb, like they were saying, oh, you like the free dumb, like D-U-M-B. Yeah. Like they're just mocking the Canadian flag, which is bizarre because it's the flag of the protesters. And if they couldn't mock them for those reasons, they would say, well, how dare you say you don't have freedom? Look at Ukraine and the sacrifices they're making. Like I've just <sighs> never in my life seen the media so desperately at the service of power and to, to crush uh, with their sneering any peaceful protest. I think the greatest, the police are atrocious, but the media have let them be atrocious. I think that's the worst thing. Um, you've raised many excellent points there, uh, Ezra. I think freedom has become the new F word. Yeah. A Canadian flag has become a hate symbol. Yeah. Law enforcement were targeting people who are walking or driving with a Canadian flag. Can you imagine? The same piece of cloth that flies over yeah. uh, Parliament. Yeah. It, it's bizarre. When it comes to the policing, when we parked about a half kilometer away from the church, the biker's church, we're walking along, Isabel and I, that was my camerawoman, and uh, we happened upon three Ottawa motorcycle police officers. And I started asking them questions. Well, that video will be coming up later this week. And I said, um, you know, guys, I'm just wondering, why are you so hell-bent on ticketing and towing churchgoers when there was a, a hate crime committed there, all the vandalism on the church? The officer said yeah. to me, what vandalism? I said, you don't know. It's right on and the it, doors. It, in a very condescending way, Ezra, he says, do you have any idea, sir, how large Ottawa region is a patrol? I said, I'm not talking about Ottawa region. I'm talking about that church that you can see 350 uh, meters away. Um, and he says, well, I don't know anything about that. And, uh, and it got surreal. I said, okay, uh, if you want to play the Sergeant Schultz routine, I know nothing. I saw nothing. He says to me, who's Sergeant Schultz? <laughs> I said, you've never seen Hogan's Heroes? He goes, What's Hogan's hero? <laughs> this guy doesn't know anything, right? <laughs> I mean, like, well, you, you know, uh, you know, he, he doesn't know about civil rights. I'm not surprised he doesn't know about uh, TV history. Well, David, yeah. I'm glad you were there. We had a great team there. I feel like we show what was really going on as opposed to the media party, which were which either ignored it, attacked yep. it, or lied about it. Yeah. So uh, thanks very much for going there. Or wrote in an approving fashion of the way law yeah. enforcement. You know, Ezra, I don't know how members of the print media type out their stories with the cheerleaders on their wrists. Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 the pom-poms on yeah. their wrists anymore. It's, they're, they're perverse cheerleaders. And the fact that we're paying for this appalling coverage, it's despicable. Yeah. All right, David. Thanks very much for that. All right, folks, stay with us. More ahead. David is a hoot, and he has a knack of, find, of finding people who are unusual. I don't know why it is. Is it because David himself has, is so friendly and welcoming that uh, people feel comfortable coming up to him and just going a little kooky like that? Is it because he doesn't leave until he plums every, you know, um, hidden alley or blind alley of their thing. I don't know, but David sure finds them. I think it's also because he has a straight face while people say the craziest things and he just asks very short questions just to prompt them. He's He really is deaf that way and it makes me chuckle. That, you know, we put that video online and oh my God, did it go viral, not just in Canada, but around the world. Um, that is the state of left-wing protesters today. Um, but really, is Justin Trudeau any deeper than that? Is the media party any deeper than that? I mean, at least that uh, no more comments gal 
wasn't claiming that Putin did it. Well, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. And keep fighting for freedom. And let me leave you with an interview. Our friend Alexa Lavoie spoke with Leslin Lewis of the Conservative Party. See you tomorrow. So here, Alexa, for Rebel News. We are Tuesday, the 26th of April, and we are currently in Montreal at the Hotel Double Tree. Because Leslie Lewis, one of the candidates for the race of the Conservative Party leader, are here today for meeting her supporter and as well to do a speech. So we'll take the opportunity to talk with some of them and as well to ask some questions to Leslie Lewis also. So keep following us. And I did that by being a bridge builder. I believe that the next conservative leader will have to build bridges. We will have to heal this nation. We will have to restore faith in government. So many people have lost trust in our government. When we saw what happened with the truckers, irrespective of where you stand on the issue, we had Canadians who reached out to their members of parliament, who reached out to their councillors, and they were getting answers. And then they came to Ottawa to hear from the people who they elected irrespective of where you stand on this situation, on this issue. That is how a democracy should work. And we lost a very good opportunity by not reaching out and hearing from Canadians what was on their hearts. We need to restore faith in our democracy. We also need to restore faith in our media. Because when the media is operating like an arm of the government, it tells you that our democracy is in peril. This is how totalitarian regimes operate with the media as an arm of the government. Aujourd'hui, je m'intéresse à savoir qu'est-ce que les gens voient en Leslie Lewis qui voient pas dans les autres leaders qui se présentent à la chefferie des partis conservateurs. Je pense qu'elle elle, l'a dit un peu aujourd'hui dans sa prestation, comme quoi qu'elle ne se considère pas une politicienne en tant que telle, elle se considère comme une citoyenne qui a à cœur des valeurs conservatrices pour notre pays. Et nous expliquer un peu son inquiétude en voyant la façon que le Canada se, se dirige vers un État plus ou moins totalitaire. Elle a à cœur vraiment de défendre les valeurs du Canada et qu'on revienne vraiment dans, un, dans une situation où ce que notre souveraineté est protégée en tant que Canadien puis Québécois aussi. I think the readiness to open to answer any question. I went for Pierre Poilievre and everybody could ask a question only for a second. While here, I think she's very real, not a born politician. Maybe well, she's a je dois dire que Leslie Lewis, c'est une candidate qui, à mon sens, est probablement parmi les plus intègres, puis je dirais même toute famille politique confondue. Quand c'est exprimé tout à l'heure, en tout cas, on a vraiment l'impression de, 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 comment dire, qu'elle dit vraiment ce qu'elle pense. Et j'ai comme l'impression que ça, en politique aujourd'hui, on a souvent l'impression qu'il y a des games qui se jouent, qu'il y a des certains politiciens qui disent certaines choses en espérant parler à certaines, euh, comment dire, certains pans de l'électorat ou qui s'adressent à chaque ligne de leur, de leur discours et comme 
on va dire, cadré, cherche à convaincre une, un groupe, un autre ensuite, etc. Et c'est comme une espèce de succession de, 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 de discours publicitaires. Euh, honnêtement, ce soir, vous pourriez prendre son discours, essayer de voir à qui elle s'est adressée de ligne en ligne, et vous ne seriez pas nécessairement capable de le faire, parce que c'est un discours qui est organique, c'est un discours qui s'adresse à tout le monde, puis euh, voilà, en fait, c'est, un, c'est une personnalité intéressante à entendre parler. C'est que moi, je vois, elle est quelqu'un qui est présente. Elle est présente et elle sait exactement ce que la population a besoin. Donc, c'est vraiment quelqu'un comme ça qu'on a besoin pour nous représenter. First of all, uh, about the journalist license that Mr. Trudeau wants to create, to give to media, I was wondering, are you agreeing with it or are you against it? I'm very concerned when government delves into the area of media because I believe that they should be two separate institutions. I'm concerned about Bill C-11 and the encroachment of governmental powers on the media. The media needs to be independent in order to get out the message to the people. And when governments pull the string, then that message is tainted and it affects our democratic rights. So no, I don't I don't uh, agree with it. And we know that Pierre Polyev wants to defend CBC, uh, but it's not really for defending the French CBC side, so uh, the Radio-Canada. What is your uh, opinion about it, and are you for going to defend as well CBC? Well, I think CBC should return to more like a public broadcasting system where they raise money, um, people subscribe, and uh, they do do some good work. And in the rural areas, I've spoken to people that they say, that's all we have. If you defund, we'll have nothing. And so that's worth considering in areas where they do well, uh, such as the rural areas and uh, Radio Canada, um, that's that's considered worth being paid for. But in areas like in the uh, urban centers and where people are online and getting their news from alternative sources, I don't think that's a good use of our resources. And do you think that the federal should do some funding for project that it's reserved to the province? So example, right now in Quebec, they want to uh, create a tramway, uh, but they want that the federal government pay 40% of the bill. For what? Um, what do they want the, to uh, They want to that the government uh, of uh, Canada pay 40% of the bill of the tramway of Quebec. Okay. Are you for that the federal government is involved in funding project of the province? Well, the federal government generally funds the Uh, projects of the government through transfer payments. So I think that once the transfer payments are fair between the different provinces and that those provinces can use those funds to uh, enhance their communities, their local provinces in ways that meet those regional needs. Should that being a tool for the election, I don't know if you remember, but Renato was promises to pay 40% of the Quebec Tunnel, like third link, do you think that it should be like a tool for the um, election? Well, I think that your election promises should be based on what is good for the entire nation. And if if that's a need that's needed here, as I said, it should it should be funded through transfer payments. And if Ontario has a different need, then perhaps you could look at that too. But the, your policy should be to enhance the entire nation, not catering specifically to one group or the other. And my last question is about, I heard you about the digital identity. We know that um, in 2018, Mr. Trudeau uh, 
accept to be one of the pilot project for the key cut key DTI uh, with the World Economic Forum in Accenture that he want to uh, start. And I believe Probably, Air Canada yeah. too. Yeah, Air yeah. Canada and um, as well like the airport of Montreal, airport of uh, Toronto. Right. Um, do you think that we should go further on this or we should ban? I think we should stop because the population, the public, citizens have not received full disclosure on wh what this entails. Digital currency has a lot of um, unknowns and people have questions and those questions deserve to be answered before our government ushers us down a certain path. So the election for the Conservative Party leadership will be on the 10th of September, but you have until the 3 of June for being a member of one of the leader. So if you want to see everything about the coverage of the race of the leadership conservative party, you can do so at leadershipreport.ca. Thank you.